Welcome back to Australian Survivor Talking Tribal. I'm Survivor player Brooke Jowett, here with player Khan Ong and Survivor expert Shannon Gus. Now, a friendship outside the game is not a friendship inside the game. You didn't write down Simon's name. You wrote down Simon. No, that is not true. I don't appreciate how you came at me about it. You're just like, it was you. Because it was you. You genuinely believe it was me and it wasn't one of the other girls, then how do I know you won the set for life reward at the Survivor auction? Mm. And no which one, one of the girls told you that? Hayley. Hayley's the Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's so good. It's what the Nina having to cop it as I well. Know. And I, I love that George was just like, I don't believe you. I it know. was you. Straight yeah, up. It was it like was extremely unfortunate just for Hayley, though. Just because much he trusts Hayley, though. Yes. Like, it wasn't even a question in his mind. I know. Well, I feel like if we played together, I would trust you. I would be like, no, nah, we're friends. Same. But would you dog me? Yeah, probably, <laughs> like, at this point as well. I but like, you it's like, would. Well, it's like, what, six now, right? Or seven? Now is the time to dog yeah. friends. Yeah. Okay, I sincerely hope you never play together, because I'm not doing this again. I'm not doing another group <laughs> friendship, another group chat on Talking Tribal, where I have to watch you come for each other. No, never play together again. I actually feel so broken would come for me a lot earlier you than I would. It? Yeah, I would. Hmm. All right, <laughs> no, I'm not. You guys would be the final two together. Anyway, I'll like Hayley and George I'll were meant to be. The final two. Same. No, I would. I would. But uh, okay, let's talk about Nina. Yeah. There were two choices for Nina. She could go with Hayley or George. Yeah. Why did she choose George? What I do we think? I kind of get it. Like, socially, I get it. Mm. I think that Haley misjudged how much that would put Nina off. And, like, let's remember the divide. Like, Nina tried to vote Haley out mm -hmm. way back before the merge, and then there's been, obviously, that divide there. And I think George has done a lot of great work in pulling Nina in, going mm -hmm. out of his way to include her on the Shawnee vote as an example and really pulling her in there. And yeah. I think that that's been socially quite critical. So from a social perspective, I get it. From a strategic perspective, I think that she kind of enabled this voting structure that she was clearly expendable to. I mean, we see that in the next mm. vote. Mm -hmm. So I think that we've been saying, take the shot at George. Strategically, yeah. if the options were there, and we can talk about even if the numbers were there for her to do it, but if the option's there for her, we want her to erode this, this voting structure that she's not really in, but socially, I understand. I, mm. I think... I think that she's a little bit scared. I actually think that all the players that are still in the game that aren't George and aren't <laughs> Hayley are scared to pull big moves. I and agree. I think it's a safer move for her to be like, hey, let's take out Hayley rather than go for George, take a swing, miss and fall apart. You think she was kind of focused on just getting through one more? Exactly. Rather than worried about yeah. the end? I think that's the question for everyone because George remains not just in the game but like ploughing this bus through this what used to be a boat in incredible fashion when you would think go for him. And, and in some ways, I get it. In some ways, I think he's not necessarily going to win some of those final challenges, keep it stable till very late and cut him. Mm. But if that's the case, firstly, I'd love to hear it, like, expressed more yes. rather than it being, like, something that might, like, passively happen or something that isn't as thought about as in the intentionality as much. And I also think it still matters to have George in the game because he has so much power and agency that he can make that swing against you. And Nina even says that, like, if George decides them out, and then he does. So for every player, unless they're, like, really correctly reading that trust, it's dangerous <laughs> to have both him. both looking at each other like, why? This is so annoying. Well, Brooke, is there, like, a little bit of trauma for you? Because I feel like this was the most all-star week for me, yes. where it's like David had that group and no one was going to take the swing, mm -hmm. and players like you fell to it. It and is. it was, and, and and I feel like much long, much more of that season. But like this week, I think especially was like 
Like, just you want to shake him and be like, what yeah. are you, what, how are you not doing this? But they just won't budge. And even when you get a glimpse of hope, it's like you clutch onto that, but nothing happens. It's like we keep seeing all these people talking about making a move and no one's doing it. It's like you do either do it now or you're going to miss your chance. Like, you they're just... like, oh, it's not the time. What do you mean <laughs> it's not the time? When is the time? Yeah. Like, we're the game the is almost you... over. Yeah, exactly. Well, we should give credit to George in that. I mean, something that shocked me this week that I was just really blown over about was how he's brought Liz back in. Mm. The way I saw it moving forward was Simon's always against George. And that, we have to talk about that for Simon. At least yes. Simon's always swinging. <laughs> Hayley's swinging. And then I thought Liz. I thought they'd always have Liz and Nina would be a swing vote. Mm -hmm. But Liz is not only with George, but she's really investing in that relationship, takes him on the spa. If anything, it feels like she's becoming close to a number one for him through these mm -hmm. episodes again. And, and that shocked me that she would go back to supporting him. And we're not even getting confessionals of like, because one day, and maybe... Maybe that is true, but it's not, like, the narrative that we're hearing for her. But that's what I'm feeling from her. Is that uh, it? Yeah, like, from the, from, from a, a, my point of view, what Liz is doing is knowing that she is George's number one. So she's like, okay, mm. I can really kind of jump into this and play that role, and then when I need to, I can do the flip. And physically she can. Yeah, and she, she can. can win that challenge. Exactly. And then she, yeah, and then she, she wants can, to take. Yeah. But I'd love to hear it in a confessional, and maybe that confessional is out there and we're not seeing it. But I thought that was crazy to me because I think looking back at, at how... So Haley like, sets this up through multiple moves, trying to get George mm. out, kind of building it up slowly to accumulate an army, keep Simon around to do this. And I thought that this was going into, like, a final seven all-out war. Win over Liz, win over Nina. No more secrets that can blow you up because she gave Nina a lot of information. <laughs> yes. She had a lot of information. She gave, like, a lot of people information that could have blown her up. But I thought, secrets are over. King versus queen, let's, like, have let's this battle. It. And it was, I mean, she doesn't even vote for George, so it wasn't even that. Um, and it, it definitely was something that she seemed to be considering. But I was kind of, A, surprised that it wasn't a more aggressive move from mm -hmm. her at that point to do that. And also that she had, you know, less of those resources than someone like Liz and, and Nina. I mean, I, I, I was unsure about where Nina would go. But the second Haley threw Nina under the bus, like, Nina was out. So, yeah, it was unfortunate the way that that went for Haley. I think there were misreads there of, maybe where she should have gone and who mm. she would have had with her. Very, very sad to see Hayley go, but do you think this was a good decision, getting rid of Hayley at this point? Look, I think that you've got to get rid of Hayley at some point. Yeah. Like, I know that we're talking about not... Why is no one taking a swing at George? But Hayley has to go at the Correct. same time. Yeah. Like, it's, it's them two. I don't know. Of the top. I love Hayley so much, but their games are so different here. Even Hayley is saying that people could beat her. It would be impressive to get there as a winner, mm -hmm. but then she does have, like, do you want to give her another $500,000? Mm -hmm. Her game has been, as she's saying, a lot more subtle last time, so constricted by the first half. It, it does not compare to where George has been in this season. But if we take George out of the equation, it's Hayley. Like, who, who's going to well, be... There's a very big gap when we take George out of the equation, I, I know, <laughs> to be I think, fair. <laughs> but I think next in line is Hayley, because Hayley. she is taking swings. Yeah, like, that's, like, that's true. I just oh, think that it's Simon a chasm. Close. Simon no, come... no, Simon. Well, Simon's Simon actually failed here. that many times. I know, though. but I love that he's still... Like, he's still here. Whether we call it luck or it's not. I, mean, I know we'll talk about Simon It's definitely like he was meant to go to ISO now, and a bunch of different reasons it was Nina, like... You know, there are, I actually like some of the stuff that Simon was doing, but, like, a lot has actually been, like, ridiculous luck. I don't think it's luck at all. I think it's what happens when you play from the bottom. Yeah, it's you like fight. It's like people keep you, you around keep, yeah. and you fight. You yeah. get desperate. You pull moves that you usually don't pull. And I think it's, it's not a luck thing. It's literally, like, people are looking at him going, mm -hmm. you're going to leave at some point. We don't need to worry about you. Yep. You're winning challenges, but, like, you're not a threat. That's not luck. That's literally, like... It's a role that can be played really, really well mm -hmm. if you do it properly. I think, it's, I think it's been a bit of both things, but I, like, back a lot of what Simon was doing here, you know, socially calling them all pawns. 
Maybe not. But it's working, right? Like, it gets to Matt a little bit. And I thought a few of the questions he was asking Nina, you know, who do you not want to sit with at the end? Mm. If I go, will you be next? Like, he plans to Clearly, scene. yeah. Like, she went here as a, as a split over him. Mm-hmm. That seed was it was legitimate. There's a real flower there. Well, that's literally because you're playing from the bottom. Like, yeah. if you weren't playing from the bottom, you wouldn't be saying stuff like that. You're yeah. at the bottom already. There's nowhere else to go. This is the point where you're like, hey, mm-hmm. you're playing a shit game. You're playing a shit game. You're playing a shit game. No yeah. one's playing a game. I, Play I the actually, game. Yeah, do something. <laughs> yeah. I actually really like that, and I can can relate because this is exactly how I felt, and I was. I was so doing what Simon is doing. Like, I just ended up being like, you're not doing anything. Why are you following her around? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you just, you're at the bottom so you know there's no lower that you can get, you know? Simon is just saying what we're all thinking. He's right? the voice of the audience. Yeah. I actually agree. I actually agree. And the thing is, sometimes it's frustrating when people on the bottom will say, you're not playing. And, and maintaining majority actually can be, like, really solid, important gameplay if mm-hmm. it's in everyone's best interest. And just because mm-hmm. it's not suiting you doesn't mean you're not playing Survivor. But I do think there's like more than kernels of truth to what Simon is saying because it does feel like so much is led by George because mm-hmm. we're not hearing that longer intentionality for what is going to happen to George. So I, I think I see it. You know, he's calling them pawns and they're saying, how dare you? And George is moving him around, <laughs> doing whatever he <laughs> wants. Yeah, like. still being the only person that is really part of George's alliance that is ma- maintaining the majority is Liz. Matt came in at a later stage. Jerry came in at a later stage. So it's not really... They can't really say, oh, yeah, our game is that we, like, stayed with the majority. It's like, mm. no, like, you got, you got pulled in at different points. You weren't there for the entire... The entire time. Yeah. I do think that Jerry is underratedly important to this. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Not, like, not that I'm not saying that he... Like, George is still moving the pieces yeah, yeah. around. But Jerry came in, like, the second they met, it was, like... And Jerry has okay. helped... I think he's been key to George's game. He's okay. helped get someone like Matt over, helped to get that majority... George doesn't blindside Jerry. Mm. Like, he leaves Matt out of the Haley vote, but Jerry's Jerry kept in that, and Jerry doesn't tell Matt. He's obviously blindsided. Lives with the Shawnee vote. Like, Jerry's been a very consistent number two for him, I think, and I think it actually has been quite critical. Mm. In saying that, you know, it's not even about the emotions of, like, who you can, you know, like, is George my number one? Is he the one calling the shots? What's important is can you beat him? Or will he take you out? Like, yeah. that's the, like, it's all on game. Which, and no, no one. I don't know, like, no I don't think can. George will necessarily take Jerry out, but Jerry can't beat him. So, like, that's what matters here. It's not about, like, the emotions but, of but it. But maybe the consensus is in the tribe that George is never going to get to top two. I think maybe that's, like, the, the common thread here. Yeah. But, like, everyone goes... Well, if they know... I think everyone's assuming that. Yeah, because they're, cause they're like, maybe he can't win the challenge. But I'm like, you don't know. You never know. You what never if know? this is the perfect challenge for George? Yeah. And they don't know if it's a final it's three a or a final three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just stand up here and be? debate a topic. Yeah. <laughs> Survivor trivia. What could George do that would be like yeah. perfectly uh, suited to him? Seriously, that though, would... like, what if that just got pulled out of thin air? Well, then everyone would be stuck. I would riot. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm I out. quit. I quit. <laughs> All right, can we just chat for a second about Liz? Because we haven't spoken about her mm. too much. How much of an impact do you think Liz is having on George's game? Do we think that she was in control of that Haley vote or is she just playing a little bit under the radar? You know what I'm really liking? I'm liking that George is even listening to Liz. Mm. Like, she, he's actually really valuing He's her. listening. Listening. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think George is shook, obviously, mm from the information that he got from Nina about Hayley. Yep. But Liz is really backing it up. I think that Liz is finding that, like, this is her time to strike mm-hmm. and she's doing it. Yeah, I think for Liz, this all comes down to one thing for me. I need to know the intentionality and I don't. If Liz is maintaining George all this way to cut him at the very end, and that's something we've seen in recent US Survivor is the, is the way to win mm-hmm. the game. You have this big shield, everyone's focused on them, you keep them along, they run the game. 
take him out last minute and you get so much jury credit as well. If you can be someone to win that challenge and take him out, that's an unbelievable move for you. I would like to know that that's what she's intending. I would love mm -hmm. to hear that like, vocalized on the show. So I don't know. Like she, she's, I think she's a big part of like helping George through these votes of being like a really important mm. number two for mm -hmm. him in this. And I just want to know that it's with, with a, like a, yeah, I want to see a destination more. in mind. Look, I think that what, we're, what you're forgetting is she did say when Shawnee left. Yeah, it's a long-term revenge. Yeah, it's a long-term revenge. So I think that that's the plan that she has in motion right now and she's hope, not talking about it. I hope she kind of gets that, that revenge. Would be iconic. But I in, watch that. in saying that, she goes here and they vote out Nina. So she's at that point leaving herself with Simon and the three guys. So we can say, well, she wants to get to a point where she'll take out George. She's giving him so much agency. You know, in doing that, it's, it's not just, okay, she can take him out of the end. She's a stronger physical competitor to her. It's to me, how much are you emboldening him to make strong moves where he could cut you at any time? He cut Shawnee. Mm -hmm. He can cut whoever he wants yeah, at any I point. Would. So that's the threat level there. But I think that this just came to me. Like, I, oh, I, I'm this was so not, excited. Yeah, what okay. So <laughs> when we're talking about George, we're talking about Liz, okay? Yeah, we've uh -huh. got Simon there mm -hmm. and we've got the two boys. Now, Liz, in her position, I think, should play with George until four because she's so much of a threat that she needs him there because she is a physical threat. And, yeah. if, uh, and if, if he's gone, then she's next on the chopping line. Like, the boys will get rid of her, right? So if he's still there with her at four, that's the perfect position for her to be in because she can win the next stage. Yes. But and yes. she can still flip all the votes with the boys at that stage because then she can be like, hey, we're at four now. If we don't get rid of George, then he's, he might go the whole way. Do you know what I'm trying to there's say? There's also, like, like, Matt and Simon in terms of challenge Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, that's, that's what I think is... Yeah, I think it's tough as well because you can win challenges, but you need numbers. And for me, like, I I'm on board with some of it, but then when she's willing to sacrifice Nina at that tribal council, Nina who wants to really work with her, that's a number that could be against who, George. But who would be going instead of Nina for her to do well? Any one of George's allies. I don't think so. I reckon that keeping... Like, I know I'm I now flipping just, on what yeah. I was thinking, but I'm like, it makes total sense if Liz went to the end, or like four, with George and then either of the two boys, or, like, or, or three boys. It doesn't matter who it is because then she can flip them at four. Being like, Can she? She can. I that, reckon she can. That's a massive, massive gamble, I feel. Like, at that point, so you're looking to, like, win a challenge, flip numbers, and, and the whole point is you've maintained these power structures that help George, that you then have to flip at the last minute. She could have been hitting out against that at any point. Possibly, I mean, if Nina's even wanted to, possibly at the, at the Haley vote. Possibly, you know, later, I mean, they're not even deciding. They're deciding between Nina and Simon. That's how, like, out of the woods but, that, that George is. But she's maintaining it at every point. Because at four, if George is out of the equation, she is in a worse place. So if it's... I agree with that. Yeah, so I'm is like, that's the, what I'm Is she the next yeah. biggest threat after George? No, she... It's not that she... She's I think the she biggest might be. physical threat because she's got the endurance in her. Mm -hmm. and yeah, that's, that's I think, important. She's an all-rounder. And towards that's... the end, you know that those challenges are the challenges that are more likely to yeah. turn up. I see it. I see both ways. I, I like, never thought of this. I never even thought of this. No, I mean, not, I'm, I, I think that... Yeah, I think it's... I, I've, I've always seen keeping George to cut him late. That's the kind yeah. of thing with a player like George where mm -hmm. he can't necessarily win those final challenges. There's wide opportunities there. It's not like in US Survivor... There's a fire-making challenge at four, and then there's idols all before. There's no real pure round to take out these players. If it's going to be a final two here, it's time to take out George. I just, I want to hear it, and I also think it's always risky that mm. Nina suffered for it. Nina thought, let me, let me help out George. Let me keep contributing to this power structure. He's brought me in, and we see how it goes. If he has that agency, 
it's his it's his say over yours and it has mm -hmm. been the whole game george's will will be done mm -hmm. and if his will is against you it's a lot of work to try and maintain that so i, I see both sides mm -hmm. I, I do well moving on i feel like you guys are going to talk about this forever yes but the jacuzzi three what are we thinking? Do we believe it? Are we buying it? I, well, they already turned on Nina, so... <laughs> <laughs> like, I think this is really interesting that George is now playing, at this point, mm -hmm. with two alliances where he's like, you're my top three. Risky you're business. You're also my top three alliance. Like, that's kind of scary to me because you're playing both sides, which could work out really well, but it could also really bite you in the arm. I don't feel like it ever works out that well. No. I mean, you might hit it me does. with some stats. Sometimes but it does, yeah. I, I think I we're just, talking about it on World of Survival it later. Always, <laughs> like it always comes out and it's just not a good look. Mm. Like, I remember when, like whenever I play, if I hear someone else is promising top two to someone, it's like, okay, you're dead to me kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, you're like, a liar. I'm, I'm yeah, not into you. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not vibing it anymore. You lose that trust straight away. So... Well, they need options, and George has been that option. And I think that it's from the Shawnee school of fun-named alliance. And I think that also, like, the plan and how much they're enjoying it is, like, again, what George has been doing so well this season. Mm. The vigilantes had this whole big thing that lasted for a little bit. And then they have this, and they have a plan, and they have lies that they're going to take back and have this whole big blindside of the queen. Like, that'll get you in because it's fun and it's effective. So I think it's, very, it's done very well in action. I mean... Whether we agree with it for Nina to, again, like, enable George, mm -hmm. who will eventually see her as expendable, I thought, like, her work was good here. You know, she, she works really well being on the mm -hmm. bottom. Yeah. She obviously does very well to throw Haley that far under the bus. I mean, Halo, Haley gave her all the ammo, but she, I think she does really well with it. So, like, in action, I mean, they did. They blindsided one of the best players in Australian Survivor, someone I've called the most capable player in Global Survivor. It's something mm -hmm. I'll stand by. Like, Haley's an incredible well-rounder and the jacuzzi alliance and jerry really get it done so that is a credit yeah <laughs> but how about their performance when they got back to camp like i feel like they deserve an oscar that was pretty good yeah i, I literally was like okay which way is this going have you yeah. kind of back done a backflip or have you not like, i know it was really good yeah would you have picked up on it if you were Haley? do you think you would have been suspicious I think Haley might have been a little complacent in that firstly like liz taking nina just so she quote unquote couldn't find an idol I'd raise some eyebrows because anyone could follow her down idle paths the whole time. Like you're giving her food for a challenge, like this night away to talk. And we've seen that the spa alliances have been really big. That night away can be massive. I mean, they've also failed. They've also <laughs> been the reason people's games have ended. But a whole night away with people is a big deal. So mm. I think that there, would, there should be red flags there. Mm. I just think like all of this trust, we even see it with George, between George and Haley is so murky mm. because they have this like real life relationship that is harder to see through, I think, than anything in the game. And they both spoke to it, I think, so beautifully the whole episode. There was such a focus on how important they are to each other, which I really, really loved. And I think parts of that might have kind of obscured parts of the gameplay for both of them at times. I do really love that they, I know that they are best friends or really close friends in the real world, but they have managed to separate that. Because personally for me, like I went into All Stars with previous relationships. I was very close with Phoebe. I was really close with Nick. Nick and I didn't really cross paths, unfortunately, but Phoebe and I did. And I, I just couldn't have done it just mm. because it's my friend in the real world, you know? It's, it's completely different. Is your friendship worth more than $500,000? I think so. I love it! I love it! so adorable. We can play together. We can play together. I'm so I'm sorry for all the things I said. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's still good money. I, I mean, I'd hope she'd pay me back in ways. But, um... <laughs> yeah. I'll go back. You just did it. Yeah. 
You guys are like doing like an okay. So now this is gonna be used. If you guys ever come back on a season together, they're gonna play this clip and why people are targeting you. <laughs> like, oh cut all God. of this. Don't show it to the world. It's really gonna make you guys I'm a massive like threat. Like yeah. Yeah. Like Don't you dare cut me. I'll oh cut you and then I'll promise to cook for you like every week. Okay. Well, I'll, oh, that's worth five hundred. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So Brooke priority is food, some good friendship friend. money. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's food over friendship. Yeah. Okay. This week, the Jacuzzi Alliance blindsided Haley. Khan. <laughs> it's, it's, it's my no, favourite. It's my favourite. It's time for Crosses Out Your Face. Crosses Out Your Face. Welcome back to Khan. Crosses Out Your Face. I sang it really fast. Do you want to go? Crosses Out Your Face. Do you want to do this one? I'll let you do this one. I'll let you do this one. Do it. That's cruel. I know it's torture for her. Hayley, that wasn't me. That was Shannon. Oh. Uh, Shannon enjoyed that, I yeah, think. Yeah, she loved it. Oh, she was, was telling me all day that she didn't want to cross out Hayley's face. Yep. Oh, How dare you? Hayley. How dare you? It was about time. I mean, hey! <laughs> we were never going to... No one was going to let George and Hayley get to top two. Oh, I'm upset by how this went. I feel like for Haley, her game was so suffocated through the whole first half by, like, her own threat level, by the group that she was in... And, I mean, she, she got, would have been voted out in the non-elimination before the merge. And I think that she came to the merge with her game on, like, already very shaky ground with mm -hmm. the perception, a different perception than she'd had in her first season and just needing to start making those moves. They even say, like, adding to her resume. And she built it up in a way that, that didn't work for her. There wasn't that all-out war. And she didn't win it, even if there was. So, oh, it's so unfortunate how it went. I can't believe you made me cross out of her face. <laughs> I can't believe you did it. <laughs> <laughs> you failed. We, we all just witnessed the most like horrible thing. They can't make me do that. It is now blaming me. I can't believe how few faces there are left. Yeah, I think there's a. Is it six? We're getting or five. Six now because six. well, Nina's uh, Nina's around. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, there's six. I'm really proud that Haley even got it. Yeah, like, yeah. Seven. I and look at the end of the day, I'm. I think I'm just like, I'm. I'm like getting a little bit higher on Simon because I'm thinking like. No one else is, even Haley wasn't enough trying to make that move. And the more I think about it, to get to six and have those three guys in there that have been and now been proven to be George's priority, it's just like, there's just too much power given to that. Then you're at six, what are you going to do? Seven was a key number mm. and no one wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. Except really Simon. So even though, it, like, also taking out Haley is the issue for me, like, personally, but also I think, like, from a move, I'm just, like, lower and lower on it for many people the more that I think about it. But... How devastating to lose Haley. I mean, she'll always she be the is. queen. She'll always be the queen. She is the queen. I honestly don't understand what Matt and Jerry are doing, like, game-wise, but I still stand by the fact that I think it's the best move for Liz now. Like, just <laughs> But how is it not him. the same as, as Jerry and Matt? Like, Jerry and Matt could do a similar thing, possibly sit at a, at a final two together. Again, I'd love to... We've heard that intentionality of a final two. I'd love to hear it be a little bit more, like, uh, like, mm. like strong one to take out George and have it be, like, really strategic. But if anything, there. I feel like they're very much like Matt's been left out by George a bit recently, but like Jerry especially, like really can read that protection from him. I, I think the difference between what you were saying is uh, and Liz is that Jerry and Matt aren't that protected by George, so it's not like keeping George in the game is doing amazing things for them. But it's for Liz, keeping George in yeah. is doing amazing things oh, yeah. for her. I get that. I think that's what I disagree with is that I think like he could protect any of those people, but at the end of the day, if he chooses not to, then mm. you're out. Like I think that I see the protection, and I also see like. 
the extreme fear? And also, like, do they know if it's a final three or a final but two? That, I think that's a big that deal. That can be said no. about anyone. It's like, if you change your mind and you don't want someone else in the game anymore, then they're gone. But yeah, no, makes... for George, for George, that's true. No one else has the agency I, that George does. I understand that, but what I'm saying is, I don't see it happening to Liz. I think that out of everyone there, Liz is the one that he actually is thinking is his number two. Yeah, I think? think it was. Yeah. it was interesting to Jerry. me. Well, it's 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 no one yeah, else, Jerry, but it's like it's, it's Jerry. Jerry's very close. But I I still think it's gonna be Liz. Mm. What I thought was interesting was when George goes to do that like very fragile split vote. Liz is the only one with all the information mm. because True. Matt and Jerry don't know that like he's put a vote from Nina onto Jerry. Obviously, Nina doesn't know that she's getting votes, so mm -hmm. he really clues Liz in, and it felt less like he was between the two yeah. groups than it started becoming like a four with Liz being even closer to him. So I see it, but like again, they're all just competing to be closer to George. Like, when, like maybe they should be taking George out. No, wait, we we know we know that George is closer to Liz because he tells Nina to put one vote on Jerry. Yes, but, just he, in but case. also, so it's but like he can't tell Nina to put a vote on Liz. Yeah, so exactly. Nina's never putting a vote on Liz. They're the Jacuzzi Alliance. Yeah. So he's telling, if anything, if anything, he's prioritizing his three with Matt and Jerry over his three of the Jacuzzi Alliance. Now, I mean, firstly, what is the, the alliance name with Matt and Jerry? Oh, that's been annoying me the whole oh, time. I don't have one. There, there isn't there's, one. There's, Maybe that's because it's not a real well, alliance. Well, no, no, he's prioritized, he prioritized <laughs> that alliance, but I think he's individually also prioritizing Liz. But to put Nina as the expendable name there and then they end up going for mm. her in that fear, mm -hmm. I think that there could be gaps there in terms of with Liz. I mean, she's part of it all, mm. but he's obviously not choosing that group. Again, all of what George wants to do. Like, this wouldn't even he's, be a conversation if they took the he's, shot. But at he's, point. Not choosing, he's not choosing that group because he doesn't see it as a group. He sees it as him and Liz right. and Nina expend, expendable. Okay. Well, there, there could hmm. be stuff there. There definitely could be stuff there. I'm excited to see where it goes from here now. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate for him that, like, it was such a fractured vote that was all about turning people on each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, like, if Simon goes for that, they, as it was meant to be, then he has people there, he could pit them against each other, try and maintain what is like a shaky situation. And I think maybe putting, making Nina put a vote on Jerry was a little cute, but he can try and maintain that. But now for like, if, if Nina had gone, because they put all the votes on Nina, she can't come back and, and blow that up and say, oh, I was meant to put a vote on you. But now they're in isolation yeah. together. Mm. So that's unfortunate. Very, very unfortunate. Well, it's not George. unfortunate because she can easily just be like, I just did what George yeah, exactly. I'm saying it's unfortunate oh. for George. Oh, okay, cool. Sorry, I thought you meant for Delina. No, I'm like, it's great no, for Nina. Yeah, exactly. She just got saved by Anonalim. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I also think, where on earth did they get the idea for an isolation twist? I say as us being three Melburnians living through 20 say, to 2021. <laughs> COVID, so. It's it. triggering. I really was. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Simon. I usually say every move that I make is so critical and so crucial, but I have fumbled my way through this post-merge game, and I feel like I'm actually building a narrative, but if I can get to the final two, this strategy that I've taken to have no agency and to have no strategy and to be making all these dumb decisions might be enough to blindside everyone in this game. That is the wrong pitch. That is the wrong pitch. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm throwing that out there. You can't go into a final two and be like, you know, 
the fact that I didn't know what was happening and I'm here sh is the reason <laughs> I should be winning. <laughs> he should really be like, I'm playing from the bottom. That is the... the yeah. yeah, that's it's, the pitch. That's not the pitch. It's so funny, though, when you get close to the end and you have to start thinking about what you could potentially <laughs> say and it's like, what can I string together that could potentially sound good? That's not it. That's not it. That's well, not saying it. it was an intentional strategy is probably <laughs> a reach, but I do like what he says about narrative. I mean, there have been great players, like Sophie Clark as an example, who've talked about narrative over resume. Because you think you want to get to the end and have this incredible resume, and that can be very impersonal. That might not resonate with jurors as you guys have been, and mm -hmm. you can probably speak to that. Mm. Okay, you have this move, this move, but, like, talk to me about what it means. And it's about more having, like, the story that you can pitch to people that's meaningful. Yeah. Mm. And if Simon gets to the end... There's a story there. There's one it's, under it's an, and it's an story. incredible yes. story. Mm -hmm. is, is, it, is it a story that should win? I don't know. But the fact that he's even thinking about narrative and that that's how he come and be like, let's all just sit with the fact <laughs> that I am sitting here. Like, that would, that would resonate we, to a degree. We spoke about this last week. Every single story, every single pitch can be a winning yeah. pitch. You just have to pull on the heartstrings and you just have to talk about mm -hmm. a little bit of strategy, even if there wasn't much there. You can turn it. You can turn all situations into a positive for yourself. So what would Simon need to say for you? Like, what would resonate with you? That he came in guns blazing and it really pushed him to the bottom and he tried his best Severe to... Severe bottomness? Severe bottomness, Yeah, and he, he fought it. his way. He won challenges. He played the best he could. He tried to flip people. And mm -hmm. for me, it's that, that story of a struggle. Yeah. That story of a struggle. And... I've already fallen in love with him. So if he pushed hard on that story, that storyline of like being like the lovable kind of like, I'm trying my best here. I'm here at the end. I fought my entire way to the end. Mm -hmm. That's good for me. I love how much you love Simon now. if he gets to the end. We love, I love I, Simon I know, I know but your journey with Simon is one of my favourite parts of the season. <laughs> like you falling more and more in love with him every week. I know, he's come very, very far yeah. since the start. Yeah, I oh. think I think as well, like, you think about someone like Sandra. There's been so many allusions to the OG Heroes versus Villains season, let alone Sandra's daughter even being on this season. And Sandra, in Heroes versus Villains, she tried things that didn't work often, but she was rewarded for it because when she got to the end, there was a player like Russell who's been compared to the George here, and she was like, I told you, and no one would do anything, and they were like, we're so sorry, you were right, we should have listened to you, we should have done these things, we only blame ourselves, here's a million dollars. And if that can be the thing where, like, I was against George and you're all against George, even if he's not sitting next to George, but if George has been the big bad mm -hmm. who took mm -hmm. them all out and is the problem here, and Simon's been the one constantly hitting back at him, yeah. let that be the narrative. Yep. You know, at least yep. he was right. He was probably right <laughs> about George. Right. So, yeah. All right. Still, still on the topic of Simon, do you think Simon's behaviour, his very rogue behaviour that we've seen, had any impact on Haley's game? I don't. I don't think so either because I, I don't think anyone really knew that they were really working that hard together. I also I think mean, like no one's even listening to Simon anymore. Everyone's just ignoring that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they always yeah, just like, exactly. ignoring like, that guy? I think, I mean, I think Hayley's mistakes are more in her inability more to gather the numbers she needed mm. and to make, I think, like, the stronger move she needed to at that time. Some of the misreads of those mm. other intentions. I don't think we can blame that on poor Simon. Like, I know she... <laughs> and I'm sure she was putting in a lot of energy into managing Simon specifically. She goes out on a limb even to save Simon yeah. over Sean. So there's a lot that she was investing into that relationship, mm -hmm. but I don't think that it was a bad thing. I just think that it was cute and sweet. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I, I think that what Simon does doesn't really affect Hayley, but what Hayley chose to do did. Because, like, you could have put that energy into someone else, someone that could have been a lot more helpful to you, someone that wasn't so mm. rogue and so, mm. like, unpredictable. Correct. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think we can predict what Simon's going to do at any point now. It's just going to be, like, loudly target George. <laughs> yeah. Apparently throw out 
rice. I know. <laughs> what, what was that about other than a funny TV moment, right? I don't know I why don't that was done. I don't understand it. It was so he can, so he wants to capitalise physically and then he does win the challenge. In his, I don't know. I know, but then but he's like, like, oh, I'm going to throw out the rice and just eat coconuts. I'm like, does that mean that everyone just has everyone access to coconuts? <laughs> yeah. like, like, what's the difference? Maybe other people don't like coconuts. Mm, maybe maybe has to, you like have to coconuts. like coconuts. I just thought it was strange that they barely reacted to it. We didn't really see it. They were like, anything. oh, it's a small breakfast. And I was like, is that that? Poor Simon. I even know, if although, <laughs> although it did, Okay, so I don't know. If, did you have someone in charge of your rations? Uh, myself. I was, I was in the divvy up portion control. Uh, yeah, but like in the cooking part as well at the beginning? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Because there was one tribe, the other tribe, I think it, um, the, what, what tribe was I on? I was on water. <laughs> Sorry, the other tribe. What um, game are we playing? Blood didn't have someone divvying up food. So they didn't know mm -hmm. how much food was left. So I knew because I was the one that was portioning for how many days and everything, but they didn't have that. So maybe at this point, no one was portioning, which means that no one knew how much rice there was. So it didn't affect them because they were like, Oh, we, we they said the they were like, oh, there's not a, like it's going to be a small breakfast. Yeah, but, but maybe they didn't realize, realize the extent. That, like, yeah. yeah, that like someone had thrown it out. They would have just been like, oh, we haven't gotten our rations. Didn't Simon also say like it's time to start making moves and think, putting things on our resume or something after that moment? I'm like, are we talking about throwing rice out as a move? Because I, I wouldn't. That call, doesn't work. I don't oh, claim that. I would get annoyed. Can. Look, is it going to work to win it. the game? I don't know, but a one can't heart. And that's what's it's more what important. Literally, in in look, in, in Brooke's priorities, cooking by Khan, maybe. Friendship with Khan, important, and then winning. So we've done the number three. That's what's important. Winning is third. Yeah. All right, well, we're telling everyone that they're George's pawns. Discuss. Do we like it? Do we not like it? Personally, I think he's on the bottom. Why not Why throw not? it out there? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I like it. And he's not wrong. Look, we might not think it's a good move strategically, but I'm like, there's nothing else you can really do. And there's like, it's not going to harm you any more than it has already. Like you're already on the bottom. Mm -hmm. it's, got, it's like, it's either going to work or it's not. Yeah. In terms of working, it's working on Matt. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Matt doesn't flip, but he does cry. So something's happening Aww. there. Oh, oh. How's from the talking the producers to put up the crying I know. <laughs> it's, really, it's really sweet because I feel as though when you're out there, you're at this point, you're constantly mm -hmm. would be thinking about your moves, your resume, what you're doing, what you're not doing. Yeah. And for someone to actually plant that seed in your mind to be like, you haven't done anything. It, it would hits. be playing on someone's I love this moment. I did. Same. I love this moment as a TV moment because I think I've really been enjoying Matt. And I think that he, it was such a personal moment about why he's here to play. He left a pregnant partner yeah. back home and the self-doubt that comes into it. You know, so many decisions to make every single day that people like us will criticise and, and scrutinise every single one of them. And they're all difficult. And he's up against some of the, the strongest competition mm -hmm. in Australian Survivor history. And I'm sure that's really tough. And he's just like, he's and really he's weighing guy. it up. He's and he's a, a nice guy. I, I loved nice it as a personal guy. moment. And he's a first-time player as well. Yeah. If you want to make your mark and hearing something like that would hurt. Yeah. yeah. I Be thought it was beautiful. I love him. Especially yeah. once you get to this stage, being like top six or seven or whatever and hearing that you've done nothing, <laughs> that would really sting. Yeah. Especially because Matt has made big moves, but their moves could probably be blamed for, maybe more than respected for. He turned on all of the heroes, you know? Like, that was a big yeah. move. And he's been a, a part of this alliance. You know, he gets left out of that Haley vote, but he's been a strong part of what's been the ruling alliance there with George. And to have the doubt of, like, is that even going to be worth it? Am mm -hmm. I on the right path when I've made these decisions? How do people view me? That's a lot. You know, if Simon's saying that and they're expecting he'll be a juror, 
it has weight. Jerry says it's not in the eye of the beholder, and it's not. It's in the eyes of the jury. And Simon will be, like, they're, they're hoping to send him to the jury. Mm -hmm. They're going off to do that in this vote where, unfortunately, Nina goes to isolation, so nothing went as it was meant to. <laughs> but that's what matters. It's all yeah. about the subjective opinion of the jury. So, of course, it, it would matter to someone like Matt. And just the fact that it would impact him like that, like, beyond the game, I thought was just a great mm -hmm. television moment. I agree. I mean, we didn't see any impact on Liz or Jerry in terms of sadness, but we did see Jerry... Can you imagine? Yeah, Liz, Liz just, just mad. <laughs> Liz would never cry. Liz, I don't think Liz has ever cried. Why oh, she cried, but did she cry about Shawnee? Like, I'm like, if it affects you this much, flip. Come on, do something. If you're thinking that, like, you're not doing anything and, like, your game's not really there, then do something but now. But then would him flipping be a Simon's it's again, move? It's, it's, well, it's the same thing. It's like, how much can you... It's, 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 it's literally the question it's, of the episode. A, how much can you claim it? B, do you lose that protection? Can it come later? I really thought he was going to. I know. Well. I was really hoping for it. But even if he did, George is onto even the fear of it and is changing the vote there so that they wouldn't, you know, it would come back to like a 3 3. Mm. And even then, everyone stays. Nina stays voting for Jerry. Everyone <laughs> votes for Nina. Like, that's, that's the, the level of control. I, just, I, can't. I can't deal with it. Like, oh. I really thought everyone was going to flip Same. and then no one did. I'm like, <laughs> I am so annoyed I'm like, by this. I'm on the edge of my seat and then I'm like, mm. Still no. Yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs>
So George is a player who we've seen. He's pretty prepared when he goes into tribal councils, but we did see in this tribal council he switched his vote last minute. Yeah. And it might have some implications on Jerry. What do you guys think? I think George is getting a little bit paranoid, right? Yeah. And he's not picking up on things the way that he thinks that he is mm -hmm. because no one flipped. No one flipped. Yeah, when he but was... Matt did cry about it. Yeah, but <laughs> George didn't see that. Right, but, it, but the, we saw but, that. But, right, but that's the energy he's reading. Yeah. When he's like, "Will Matt flip?" It, it's whatever Matt is putting out. That is, I just cried in the confessional about maybe taking you out, and George mm. is taking something from that. That obviously doesn't go through. Mm. I think the George again, like, he's really thinking steps ahead mm. to like over split this vote to turn everyone against each other, which is, again, a plan that needs a lot of maintenance. And I think it would have been fine had, again, if, if Simon goes, it's something he can maintain. If Nina goes here, she's not able to blow it up. Now that Nina's stayed, that's more of my issue. I don't know if it's, it's as much on the plan, but that's George is always thinking steps ahead. It's like, it's but not enough just to get out my target. No, no, it but... felt a bit reactive. Like, yeah. it, it no. wasn't steps ahead in my mind. Like, he was kind of just well, making that split decision and then afterwards probably being like, Ooh, oh, I'm just talking split se like steps ahead in terms of the original split because that's like in case there's an idol yeah. and then let's turn everyone against each other to extremes. In the moment, that's just pure instinct in the hope of like, why am I over splitting? Mm -hmm. is, it, is it worth it? Are we more scared of an idol than a flip and weighing that up, which is the whole fear of always splitting the votes and yeah. then just being like, well, at that point, we have to pile on Nina because he and Liz, those are the two votes that he can change. Mm -hmm. He sees her expendable in that moment and... Yes, it's on a wrong read because none of them none of them do flip, but I, I get the, some of the energy he might have been basing yeah, so that on. I'm a bit confused on this one. You know when he flipped his and Liz's vote on Nina? Yeah. Who did he think the other third vote on Nina so was So he going knew to? that there was going to be at least a Jerry vote on Nina. Okay. Because, um, did he know that though? Yeah, well, yeah, because Jerry and Matt were meant to be voting Nina, Nina. so if he's scared that Matt is flipping and they're at a final six, then at least he's got his three concrete votes and he can really trust Jerry. It would at worst be 3v3 yeah. rather than that but 3 coming over the top of the split. It could easily be a 4v2. Well, then at that point, Jerry's flipped. But, like, yeah. I think he knows Jerry hasn't. And that was never a fear. Jerry but I'm hoping now no. Jerry might. So you guys yeah. are massacres. I, I, just t statement. I love George so much. Yeah. And, but when I'm talking about getting him out, it's not from a viewer's perspective because I love him. But it's just from a game perspective. Yeah. Like, I it want it to happen. So good. It would yeah. be so good. Yeah, I think you see that with, with having been there with Dave. Like, that's what, and so much of this yes. is just like the Dave parallels, although Dave had the greater chances of winning mm -hmm. the challenges, especially when you were gone and then he did. Mm. I think that's, yeah, that's a really big part of it. I can see it. You're like, I want George out, but in your mind, you're picturing I Dave Tennant. I know it. I can see it. Did I say George or Dave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take out Dave. Wait, what, sorry. What name did I say? Yeah. What, what, why do you think no one did flip? Well, all the reasons we're saying. All the yeah. reasons you're saying. Take I, it further. Take no, him out later. But I, I only say that about Liz right, and no right. one else. Like, I, I don't think it applies really to everyone else. It, but it hope. is the same principle of what you're saying to, to their games, but you just disagree with it. I, no, I just really don't think it applies to the others. <laughs> like, I think that this is the time for the others, but it's not the time same, for Liz. Same, same. Okay, this week we caught up with the Queen, Hayley. Check it out. Hayley, I am so excited to speak to you today. Like, this has been so fun. Like, I, I have been loving watching you. And as soon as they were like, oh, who wants to interview Hayley? I was like, me. <laughs> How are you? I'm really good. I'm really good. It's just been such an awesome season. It was so tough. And the level of play was so high. And I'm just, I'm just really proud to be a part of such an epic season. Like, you got to, like, where you are. Like, is that not ridiculous? <laughs> I'm sorry, but what were they thinking? I know, I know, I'm glad you weren't there because you'd be like, get her out. <laughs> I've been saying it has to be either you or George that leaves. Like, I'm like, why are you leaving them both there still? 
I know. And a lot of people are like, but Haley and Georgia friends, aren't they going to make an alliance at Merge? But we didn't imagine that there'd be any possibility where both of us would get to Merge. Like, yeah, of course we'll work with each other at Merge, but like, in what universe do they let both of us get to Merge? In this universe, apparently. So the theme this season is Heroes v Villains. During your time, do you think that you played a Heroes game or did you play a Villains game? Oh, yeah, a villain. Like, I think (laughs) the game is inherently villainous. Yeah. The aim everybody has is I want to win. And to win, 23 people have to lose. So you just can't be a hero properly in this game, I don't think, unless you want to give up your spot for someone else. And unfortunately, I'm not going to do that. No, neither. Who does that? (laughs) (laughs) So we're talking about winning and wanting to win. You won last time. Was that an easy decision to come back to? knowing that you did win and you had this crown already? It was a challenging decision to come back, actually. I had the most epic experience last time, like blindsides, big moves, challenge wins, like all of that. So I didn't feel like I missed anything. I didn't have anything to prove. So in some respects, it made it hard to decide to come back, but also it meant that I could just be free. And if I wanted to play big, if I wanted to play small, like it didn't really matter. I never felt like... There was any risk um, for me because the bar wasn't very high for returning winners. <laughs> and then I'm like the most successful returning winner. I know, like you, you've broken the winner's curse. Like, does that feel really good? It did feel good. Yeah, I was nervous about getting past the first tribal council and my name came up immediately on the beach. Yeah. And you can imagine I was pretty nervous because I get there, I'm the only returning winner. There's only five returning players and seven new ones. Like, it made me very nervous about getting past the start, but the survival gods gave me rogue and then I got past. <laughs> also, I just think that if, if any newbies do actually come on to a season and there is a returning winner, it actually doesn't make sense to get rid of them first. Like, it's, I think it's a really dumb move because I'm like, they're already going to be a target. They're going to be the biggest shield that you can have. Why would you want to get rid of that on day one? I agree. And that was what I was spouting to everyone who would listen to me was that you really don't need to get rid of me right now. Like I'm a target today, I'll be a target tomorrow, I'll be a target on day 47. Like I'm always a target. So find someone else. And like, I'm not here to make a mess. Like I want to go, I'm going to go far. So I'll, I can be steady, at least at the start. I'll be a steady person. When I was watching this season, I really loved your gameplay because like you're explaining it to me and I, I could see it. You were really good at handling your risk levels. It was like, you you kept always telling people, don't worry about me. Like you, you're like, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be gone one day. Like you were really good at doing it. It's, did that game change for you since Brain and Brawns? Like has that game play actually changed? I had to play like totally differently this time. I do think that like when you come in and you're a threat, there's two ways to do it. You can either try to have a lower threat level so that you can go far or you can just own it. And that's kind of, you see those two opposites and sort of how me and George decide to play. I feel like playing smaller worked for me. I think it's a bit more expected of a woman to play a little bit smaller. I had to play the way depending on the people I was with on day one. And they had this really big male alliance. So I sort of just had to tag on and say, yeah, I'm just another number to do what you want. So I feel like Lowering my threat level was really important. One of the biggest things I did in lowering it was trash George's name for like the first half of the game. (laughs) It was like, you can't trust George. I'll never work with George. We have to get George out because if they thought I would work with him at Merge, I'm gone. I am gone. They had to think that there was no way I would jump ship. Thankfully that worked because I got to Merge. 
we could like dominate together for a little while. <laughs> what was it like knowing that you were coming back with George though? Was there an inkling that like, oh, this is going to be a really hard season? Uh, I know George really well. So George isn't scary to me. Yeah. I know what his motivations are more than anything. And his motivations in this game were very tied to me. Like he wanted to, <laughs> George, George wishes that he won the season he played against me. And so his intention is to beat me. I honestly felt like he wanted to take me the end to beat me. And because I knew that intention so well, I could kind of work with it. So if that was within my best interests, then let's do it, man. Let's fight it out at the end. But it got to a point where I didn't think that was in my best interest to sit next to George at the end. I think, and props to him, he was playing a very, very, very good game. So at least I could use that as a blind spot to try to take him out. And I took a couple of goes at it, <laughs> but I didn't quite get there. Yeah, so you did try and take a couple of goes at him, but like, was there a little piece of you inside that were like, oh, it would be iconic to have us both sitting at the end again? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, again? Does anyone even want to see that again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of my survivor journey has always been tied to George. Yeah. Look, you, you say that people might not want to see that again. Shannon wants to see that. Like, that's what's sort of pushing for it hard. And I was like, I don't want to see that. Like, I don't want them both at the end. One of them has to go. Yeah, like, this is a new season. Let's do something different. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, Shannon looks after us like we're her kids. And she doesn't like <laughs> Now, coming into the game, did you think that you would be pretty much, you guys were working together pretty much from the beginning, you and George. Mm. Was that always a gameplay in your head or did that just naturally happen? I don't make solid plans before I come into this game. I have a few friends I was coming in with. Like I played with Simon, I played with Flick, but I, you can never promise anyone anything. You never know what's going to happen or how the deck will fall with the players you're against. I kept it as an option to work with George. I honestly didn't see us both making it to merge, but if we did, yeah, of course, like let's do that. Let's work together. But only if the numbers worked out and only, you know, if it was in my best interest. Like, you can't bomb your game for, like, any kind of promises. We both know that, like, in, in Survivor, every single day or every hour things change. So it's literally, like, you can't ever plan to be playing with one person because, like, it's really detrimental to your game if you're not fluid. Exactly, yeah, that's so true. And, yeah, I think the best way to play is to... I have an option with everyone all the time. And I think I did that really well last time I played. I got a bit lazy this time. To always, like, have your core alliance that you're working with, but keep talking to the people on the bottom and let them know that you are a flexible, fluid player. And if something comes up, like, maybe maybe you can make a move together. It's a fine balance. I found that easier to play that way last time because I was just a brand new person. This time, if I was having chats with everyone all the time, people were getting really nervous. So... I wasn't given like as much opportunity to like have that kind of flexibility in my play. And I think I was actually playing a bit from fear because I was scared that if I talked too much to the people on the bottom, they would just go and be like, Haley's playing against you and then vote me out. So yeah, you just gotta be courageous. You just gotta try stuff. I don't think we, we've, we've touched on this though, but you, you made a really interesting point about people playing on the bottom. What's it like coming back as a returnee, a winner, and then you've got, you're playing with other returnees that are iconic in themselves, and then you've got newbies as well. Like, that, that dynamic must be so hard. Yeah. I was very nervous at the start that the new players would gang up together on the returning players. But the opposite happened. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at the boot order, there was very few 
new players. Like Geordie was the first returning player to get voted out. Jackie left on injury. So I think we all knew that, honestly, I think returning players have a bit of an ego. <laughs> we're all like, ah, we're so good at this game. We need to um, have shields. So like all the returning players felt like we all need shields. So we were keeping each other in as shields. Like I think that's what was happening. And the new players were like, kind of didn't catch on fast enough. And before you know it, they're almost all gone. Okay, so for new players that are going to come into this game one day, please listen to this and know that it is so much more fun for us to watch if you keep all of the big players in and use them as shields because it makes for an amazing season. Oh, man. And then, like, then you get to this point of the game and we're all just, like, cannibalising each other. <laughs> Isn't that, like, how you want to play? Like, I felt like that's what I wanted to do, but everyone was like, no, let's get rid of all the big people first. I'm like, why? Like, let's just all butter down at the end. It is like, honestly, I had, from Merge onwards, I had so much more fun than at the start of the game. It's just, it's just like, the level is so high. There's so many plans in the air all the time. You're watching, everyone's watching each other like a hawk, who walked there, who talked to who, and like, it's exhausting, <laughs> but it's great. Okay, so we're, we've done all the, like, the fluffy chat. I want to know specifics now. I want to dive a little bit deeper in. I'm going to be a bit nosy. Good. Let's talk through your decision to blindside both Sean and George. Like, what was going through your mind? When it came to Sean, I knew that I didn't want to go to the end with George. At this point, I'm pretty certain I don't want to sit at the end next to George. I know he wants that. So I need to find a way for someone to be willing to vote George out. Unfortunately, all the chats I was having with Jerry and Matt made them seem so inflexible. They did not seem like they were going to make a move on George. And props to George for convincing them that they should go so deep with him. So I was terrified that if I kept moving any further, I'd run out of numbers of people who would be willing to make a move on George. Mm. So at this point, I have a choice between Simon and Sean. I see Sean is nervous. He then goes and has a chat to George, a long chat, a hammock chat, <laughs> and then comes back and I'm like, how are you doing, Sean? He's like, I feel really good. I had a really good chat with George. I'm like, oh God, that's bad. That means that George is promising Sean some things at the end. And I can see a future where that makes sense for George. I think that he would, I think George would probably think he could beat Sean at like an endurance challenge at the end. So I'm worrying that this is not good for me. Simon, on the other hand, <laughs> George are not getting along. <laughs> they never get along. So, and me and Simon are very good friends. So it just makes a lot more sense for me to keep Simon in the game. I'm also trying to think, who can I sit next to at the end and win? I think I could have a good chance against Simon. He's made a few errors so far. So I'm just trying to figure out who I can win against. That makes me decide to get rid of Sean over Simon. Yeah. Here comes like my error. I... <laughs> I didn't put in the work with Nina. So I feel really confident that if I get back to camp that night and I pull Nina aside and I say, Nina, George thinks it's you. You have to take this heat. I'll find out what the split vote is. You, me, Simon, we vote George out next because we'll be, they'll be splitting the vote between Nina and um, Simon. And I do think that if I had had that conversation with her instead of just being lazy and going to bed, <laughs> that she would have been on board for that and she would have taken the heat but not thrown me under the bus because she knew how big of a threat George was and she's a smart player. Yeah, because I, I think um, the audience might not understand this, but when, once you come back from tribal, 
your energy is one depleted, but also you're on edge. So like any kind of reassurance you can get from anyone ends up being kind of the people that you end up working with. So if you did have that conversation with Nina, she would have felt a lot more reassured because uh, that's what she was looking for. She was looking for, and I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> I was tired and like my, I just like, I didn't have the same motivation playing this time as I did last time. Like I already won. So like, I am trying to play hard, but like, it's hard to put like 120% in when you're that tired. Whereas George, that man doesn't sleep. He's getting tattoos every day. Like he is so in this game. So props to him for putting in the work yeah. <laughs> to stay up all night and talk to Nina and get that out of her. And that was my, that was my demise. When you went into your last tribal that you unfortunately got eliminated in, what was the atmosphere like? Did you have an inkling that you were going home? I was a bit confused on that night. So I had bought the their lie. I was buying the story that they thought it was Nina. I had tried to see if I could get Nina to make a move with Simon. I didn't feel like that was really gonna come off. It didn't really feel like that had worked. And so yeah, I, I didn't see it coming. So it was a blindside for me, which I'm very happy with because I won a blindside. But yeah, I think I was just getting tired and lazy at this point in the game. <laughs> You say you want a blindside, and I feel like that that's um, the audience at home kind of needs to understand. For a fan of Survivor, going home in a blindside is so much cooler than like knowing you're going home. Oh, like imagine, like set the scene. Imagine you know it's you. Everyone at camp is like, oh yeah, it's you. It's going to be you. You walk into travel, you sit there, you know it's going to be you. They write your name and you go. Like that's depressing. That's so depressing. I don't want to know it's me. Like lie to me. I want a blindside every single time. Did you not even kind of know that something was off even once the votes had been casted and they, they he was walking back, the JLP was walking back over with the little voting, I don't know what that thing's called. Uh -huh. Is it an urn? But then I'm like, why is it an urn? Like, anyway, um, like, did you kind of have an inkling then? No, I don't remember having an inkling. At all. At all, but when they got read out, I was like, as soon as I saw my name, I was like, oh yeah, I'm stuffed. <laughs> like, <laughs> It was a pretty hard slog from this point for me to get to the end. Just try to think like, who's going to be willing to let me get that far? Like, I can understand keeping threats in the game a bit further, but probably not someone like me who's a threat who wins endurance challenges. Like, you're starting to play quite risky if you're letting me stay much longer. Yeah. But no, I don't remember seeing it. I just remember once my name was read out, I'll take me to the jury, let me eat. Like, if I can't win this game, I want to be on that jury. I want a bunch of time in there to like enjoy. Samoa and I want to be able to like vote yeah out of this whole experience let's say both seasons besides winning favorite moment Ooh. Oh, can't do favorite moments what's my favorite moment <laughs> my favorite moment of the whole time playing twice was one of the first reward challenges in Rainbow's Brawn when I took on Chelsea, the MMA fighter, <laughs> and I took her down. Like, I remember, like, it's not even a big challenge when that changes the game or a blindside, but I remember finishing that, and we were, like, in the first two weeks of the game and thinking, if I'm voted out right now and this is the end of my whole journey on Survivor, I feel amazing. That feels my cup is full. And then it just, like, kept going. Because it's, it's rewarding for you. Like, like when we go into Survivor, we want to do things like win challenges. Like, and it's like not for anyone else. You don't want to win it for the actual reward or for the blind, whatever. You want to do it for yourself. 
I just, you want to have a feeling that you can do more than you think you can mm. and achieve more than you think you can if you're just willing to give it a go. And that's what that moment felt like to me, like against all odds, winning that. I just, I felt this huge sense of like, Hayley, like you can do this. And I just, yeah, got to hold on to that. And what would you say would be your least favourite moment? <laughs> My worst moment in this game was when I got voted out in season six. But that turned into the best moment because I got to fight my way back from redemption and went on like an immunity spree <laughs> all the way to the end. But it was a really low moment. Now, I'm going to just keep pushing you here because I want to know the one thing that you reckon in this season that you did that you would want to change. By far, the one thing that I would change would be coming back from Tribal Council and talking to Nina. I think that would have meant that the next vote out would have been George. And you can check with her, but I'm pretty confident she would have done that with me. And then we're in top six. George isn't there anymore. I still aren't, I'm not sure on my path to the end. But I think that there's still, like, at this point, I think that from those six people left, Nina is the biggest threat. Hard for people to see these things, but when it comes to the jury, the social stuff matters so much. And Nina is, like, as you know, an amazing person and had very good friends on that jury. So... You almost need to keep her there till just before the end of the off. There's something about Nina and the way that she speaks to you that you just trust into her. Like you, you fall for everything. Like when she speaks to me, I'm like, I love you. Oh, she and she is wise beyond her years. Like she, it's impressive. She's like in her mid twenties, but she's yeah, she's a very impressive person, and she played the game very well. She played differently than what I expected. I thought we'd like form this strong alliance at the start. I was like so pro Nina. But she played a bit more of a careful game and it got her very far because she's still in the game. And you've used to got a relationship with George now, right? Because it's like, it's a game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, as in, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting married in like three weeks and George will be there. <laughs> Congratulations! How exciting! <laughs> oh my God, I love it, I love it. The game is the game and, like, it, it's given us so much, this game. And, yeah, we've like, nothing that happens in the game will ever affect, like, a friendship that that's, is that strong. Yeah. Okay. So my final question is, it's the one thing that you weren't able to do last season. You're on the jury this season. What's it like? It's different than what I expected being on the jury. And I um, learn a lot from this experience because I am a very strategic game player. So I prioritize that quite high on how I assess a player. But you got to remember, not everyone else is like that. People say like the social game doesn't matter. The social game is everything. It is literally everything because it doesn't matter how many moves you make. If people don't like you at the end, you won't get it. So just never overlook the social. And that's what I've learned a lot on my experience on this journey, that the social game at the end is everything. Yeah, because I've, I, so my experience in the jury was that you either will vote strategic. So you vote for the person you actually think deserves to win or you vote for the person you like. And that really annoyed me that like people were trying to vote for people they like. I'm like, it's not about the people you like. Like who, who do you want to win? Like what, why? Yeah, but like I vote for strategy because that's what I respect in the game, but not everybody else will do that. So you almost have to look at the jury as it's forming and count out, all right, how many people are going to go for strategy? How many people go for who they like? If you're trying to decide who do you let yourself sit next to at the end? Because, like, if you let yourself sit next to someone that is beloved, even if you think that your gameplay is better, you are taking a big risk. I know that I actually already said there's a final question, but there is a final question because I actually really want to know this. 
So we were talking on Talking Tribal about like everyone's different um, pitches and what they would be doing at the end if they were against George. I want to know your pitch. Oh God, I didn't want to have to go against George. <laughs> Me pitching at the end was always going to be so difficult because I'm the only one out there who's won half a million dollars. And I knew this and it was being said around camp that like, actually maybe Hayley would be good to sit next to because who's going to give it to her again? And even though as an audience member, you might be sitting there thinking, oh my God, good on them for making it there. I did feel like that was going to be challenging. It's like a tall poppy syndrome in Australia where people just don't want to like support the, the winner. They want to support the underdog. I think if I could get there, the, <laughs> I was scared about my pitch and I didn't want to have to pitch against someone who hadn't won and had played well. So I wanted to sit next to people who I think hadn't played well. The only way I wanted to sit at the end was if I thought that my game was way better than a few other. And there was a, there's only a few other people there who I thought it would be. Like, I don't want to sit next to Nina. I don't want to sit next to George. But I feel like you being a winner and getting to the end is your pitch. It's the fact that, like, you played well enough to get to the final two again. I was, like, me being you, I was able to get here. And you all knew that I had been here before. You all knew that I had won. And I'm still back here. That deserves something. If that move against George, my final hurrah, would have worked, then I think that would have been my pitch. Like, I'm a winner. You let me get here. Like, I should have gone on day one. And no one else was able to take George down. Twice. Yeah, yeah. And it took me to come out here and everyone took a shot and it didn't work. And I had to do it in the shadows because you can't come out guns blazing against George. You have to do it quietly. And so that I think that move in itself would have been strong enough for me to convince the jury at the end. And that's why I needed to take a risk and make moves, try to make moves like that because, yeah, I just didn't want to get there with nothing to say for myself. That's it for this week. Heroes vs Villains continues this Sunday night at 7.30 on Channel 10. And we'll be back next week with more exclusive Heroes vs Villains content you'll only get here on the Australian Survivor Talking Tribal podcast. Thanks for listening to Australian Survivor Talking Tribal, a Network 10 podcast.